Hey everybody, I am on location at my favorite coffee shop in Kansas City. It is Head Rush Coffee Shop, and they have two locations. The first one that I experienced was on North Oak, just south of 72nd Street. And then the second one they opened up is in Briarcliff. And so I am here with the owners, Eric and Nancy Schneider. And the fun thing about this was I didn't know it when I first started going to Headrush because I didn't know who owned it. But Eric and I actually went to the same high school. I graduated with his sister. And so that made it even extra special because I already loved it. Pre-COVID, it actually doubled as my office space and I would do study and writing and all that kind of stuff. But COVID kind of changed all of that. But thank you guys for doing this. I'm Thank sharing you. my favorite things, Fred Loves KC, and you're my first, first Friday favorite in my favorite coffee shop in Kansas City. And I love coffee, so. That's great, thanks Fred. Thank so tell me, what year did you start Headrush? So we opened up uh, very late 2012, uh, soft opening, and then uh, paused, and then the hard opening was uh, January 7th or 6th of 2013. Okay, and that was the North Oak location? That was the Glassstone. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then what year did the Briarcliff location open? Uh, Briarcliff uh, opened up in mid-2017. Okay. Right. Actually, right. the last day of the Memorial. Yeah, Memorial Day 2017. Okay, exactly. cool. Mm -hmm. And what made you start Head Rush? What was your idea behind it? What did you want to see happen? What was your vision? Okay, um, great, great question. Uh, I did commercial insurance for 25 years, uh, handled national accounts and um, high stress and uh, was really burning out the last, uh, let's say 10 years uh, that, that I did it. But ironically, uh, whenever I'd have to work at night, Nancy and I would go to a coffee shop. And uh, just then talking to her and doing it uh, quite often, you know, at one point it dawned on me, man, I love the vibe, I love the environment. I could see myself doing this. And so I talked to her about it and she said, hey, that's a possibility. And then it really got to the point where we both agreed, now is the time to uh, put that career behind if I wanted to be a happy person again and um, jump ship and started a coffee shop. So what was your hopes? Just to serve good coffee or was there even a little bit more attached to it? Yeah, um, one thing that I know Nancy, if she was answering, she would go straight to was uh, the sense of community. Uh, we really like that about a coffee shop. Obviously I'm having withdrawal from that now because one of my favorite things when we're in the shop, just like I'd always talk to you for it right. when you were there, it's one thing I really enjoy about the coffee shop. And I would always go around and talk to customers and get to know them. But it's kind of that 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 part of it. Uh, I love coffee. A lot of people like to be a connoisseur of wine. I did the same thing with coffee. And it's uh, in some regard um, kind of the same. You have uh, good years of coffee in certain areas of the world and the next year may not be good. It's, it's a lot like wines. So. Interesting. Okay. So it's been, it seems to me like it's been really successful. You opened up a second store. What, as it's developed, what do you love about Headrush? 
So, no, it's my turn, I think. So, yeah. um, I think the, the biggest part about Head Rush really to me is people. Everything comes down to people. So it's including the customers and the, the people that work for us. For sure. And also Eric and me. So it's like, a, to me, it's just like a really, it's a community of the coffee lovers and tea lovers. So it's really about serving this welcoming space. So like you were saying, for the COVID, this is a space for a lot of creative people, like writers, you know, like artists, like priests, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All sorts of people Pretty come yeah. together, share a cup of coffee, do their work. And I think that's sort of like a, our our uh, focus is to um, share this community together with people who have passion for people and for community and for tea and uh, more. And I'll just extend in on that real quick. Uh, that also extends to the employees. Um, I mean, she's talking about the customers, but you know, I know other people uh, that own restaurants and all, and sometimes they perceive their employees as being headaches and there's always this and always that. We have like the greatest staff. Um, I love being around them. Uh, they just make my day brighter. And so it's a people game. Exactly. I think that's. I think that's also kind of keep us going. Um, you know, like you're saying, keep us strong and keep us um, succeeding is because of people coming together, sharing the uh, same version. It's like a shared version for people talking to people. So, yeah. yeah. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. I have loved the community aspect of Head Rush and I, I bump into people I know almost every time I visit Head Rush mm -hmm. and then I meet people at Head yeah. Rush for appointments mm -hmm. and pre-COVID it was also doubled as a space to, to work and write and think and read and journal mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff so I mm -hmm. love the community dynamic that you have built around Head Rush. I know even your son uh, Joel is mm -hmm. part of the environment because he's an artist and a photographer and right. we feature his work. Right, and he helped open it up and worked with us for three years, but now he does he, he does that full time now. Excellent, excellent. So how has it gone during the pandemic? Because that's been such a radical change. People can't, you know, be seated indoors. How are you guys doing during this 10 months of pandemic? And it looks like it's let me hit it real, real briefly, yeah, yeah. and then I'll let you dovetail sure. in on it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, first and foremost, because we are a small business, and you know we don't have a large staff of employees, and we truly do care about the customers. I would say that we've been approaching the pandemic conservatively. Mm -hmm. Our lobbies are still closed. It's driving us nuts. But the last thing we want to do is all of a sudden have a number of employees with uh, COVID and we have to shut down and their health may be at stake. And um, it's not, it wouldn't be a good look to the community that we serve. Mm -hmm. That being said, obviously with uh, winter coming, um, we are having meetings internally and brainstorming. Uh, do we open up a few mm -hmm. tables because it's going to be cold and people need to order and get their coffee and um, can they, how long can they sit there? But without going into details, because I don't have the answer, we're still working through that. But we're conservative because we care. Yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, pandemic is very hard for small business like us. So my empathy and uh, appreciation for all the small business out there. But I think 
every time God and our team talk, number one priority thoughts is to keep us safe. So based on that priority, we are, like you're saying, very conservative and try to do the best we can. But I think really it's forced on to, you know, people realize we're putting all of our hearts into it. And there's a huge um, bronze belt support for local and uh, small businesses. So that has really helped us going, uh, keep, keep going, you know, Yes. Even becoming stronger, I thought, in some sense. That's and great. We, we really be communicating to the customers to really want to stay as a positive force. Right. Yeah. I'll just throw in, we kind of feel with that conservative nature, there's a Chinese saying, um, it's real popular in China, but it's you've got to taste bitter to taste sweet sometimes. And so we realize this is just a season. Uh, it's a longer season than we'd like, but it will end. We'll be able to open up the lobbies. We just have to hang in there until then. Yes, I I really appreciate how you've approached it. Both locations have drive-throughs, right? Mm -hmm. And both locations have outdoor seating as right. well. So you can still you know wear your mask and do social distancing and and mm -hmm. experience head rush through those means. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, my favorite drink is very simple. It's a hot vanilla latte but my second one is chai tea latte with a little bit of vanilla in it right and i've also experimented with a lot of the teas but i go on phases in teas like sometimes i go really crazy on teas and then i'll drop completely back and stop mm -hmm. what do you recommend for the newcomer to head rush i'm gonna let nancy answer this yeah. one but i will comment Everybody knows Fred's drink. When he walks in, I don't care what barista it is, they, they ring him up without asking. So, right. so I think, you know, for um, newcomers, I would definitely highly recommend uh, Headwatch. It bears our namesake. And I think it really uh, speaks about what we do a lot in one single drink. So number one, we are crazy about coffee. And Headwatch has a two double shots in it so that's like a four ounces of the espresso and i think for a lot of coffee lovers i think that gives them just like enough energy to keep it going so it's a coffee lover drink and it's like nothing else anywhere you can find so i think it's highly recommended for a coffee drink if you are tea drinkers we're really known for matcha latte and that is to me one of the best drinks um anywhere and we believe the quality of matcha is super important. So our matcha is always um, Japanese uh, produced from a century-old uh, tea factory. So it's a very pleasant, it's very energetic drink. So yeah, for tea lovers, matcha latte is super popular. Lavender matcha latte is the, um, the most uh, um, popular choice. You get your tea from where? So basically we work, we work with a lot of uh, um, tea importers from all over the region. So we have teas from every single um, tea producing uh, corner of the world. Oh, wow. So it started from like China. Like, so I'm from China, it's a, so we're the first place to be uh, tea. So we have a lot of teas from my province and also other provinces in China. They will also have tea Which from- Which province is that? It's a Yunnan it's province. Okay. So it's the southwest corner of China and it's the first place of tea. And it's also very much known for poor tea. So poor is the name of place. So it's sort of like a champagne. You have to be 
produce in champagne. The okay. champagne the core is from the core region in China. So it's a, it's a fantastic region where the high quality tea. So I grew up drinking tea every single morning. So with my father, with my uncle. So tea is something that kind of brought people together. So to me, having a headwash is the offer place to, for people to come together. Wonderful. Yeah, it's kind of like a match mm -hmm. made in heaven. She does the teas, I do the coffee. It works really good. I do not mess with their teas or. Uh, <laughs> what about your coffee? Where do you get your coffee from? Uh, again, uh, I mean, we are a um, micro roaster, independent coffee shop. Um, and so we roast all the coffee that uh, we serve. And um, we're not big enough to where we have an import license. And so we work with uh, green coffee importers. The only thing they do is import green coffee. They don't do widgets or anything else. That's the only thing they do. People on staff that give me recommendations. And then from those recommendations, I'll select some. They send me free samples. Lucky, um, and we taste them. And then we find the ones that we want. And we do a lot of fair trade organic, a lot of micro lots. Um, and it, like Nancy, it comes from green tea importers, uh, various green tea importers. So it's a process. Awesome. So tell me, what's your favorite drink, Eric? And what's your favorite drink, Nancy? You want to go first, Eric? Uh, my favorite drink? Uh, so for years <laughs> when we opened, <laughs> I. Uh, black coffee and uh, black espresso. And I still love that. But a number of years ago, I got the cold brew bug and I, just, I love black cold brew. And so I drink that uh, all day. Um, occasionally I'm not in the mood and I'll have some hot coffee or espresso. But I really like the cold brew because it's very, very smooth. It's lower in acidity than hot brew coffee. So it doesn't cause you any uh, acid problems and um, it's very refreshing. I love it. So for me, it kind of like goes back to uh, my cultural heritage. So our province is really known for producing a lot of great teas. So um, my favorite drink is by far my favorite is the uh, it's called Centaur Superior. It's it's a green tea from Japan. And I really, really love it because they, the way the Japanese people process their green tea is, instead of in China, we roast the tea leaves. So it's a, a little more mellow. But with the uh, uh, Japanese green tea, it's steamed. So it's, it's preserved the perfect freshness. So it's almost it's like, a little bit like a little grassy, but a very um, full of the vitamin C, full of the um, just delicious, um, Spring taste of okay. it. So, yeah, that's my favorite thing. And to me, it's the best way to start the morning is to have a pop of the Very good. I always her at home uh, because Japan and China are very competitive toward each other. And she's Chinese, but yet her favorite green tea is from Japan. So. <laughs> well, thank you guys for doing this and I appreciate your service to the community and how you've helped create community and bring value to the community and help people connect and mm -hmm. give expression to some of the artistic uh, personalities of our community and just people have been, you know, have made friendships through your, 
your uh, Headrush coffee shop so and tea. So thank you so much. You're welcome, Fred. Enjoyed it. Thank Appreciate you so it. Much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.